Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, we have moved to the book of Galatians, and we see the tension at the beginning of the church to follow the gospel. We have on one hand, Paul, who receives the calling from Jesus himself on the road to Damascus. The book of Acts tells us that story. And then we've got the apostles who, of course, walked and were taught by Jesus. But Paul has been on the Mediterranean uh, traveling route talking about the gospel that Jesus instructs him as a Jew, but speaking to the Gentiles. And having been one of the most learned Jews that knew much about the Torah as a Pharisee, we've got the tension with the apostles that are fishermen and received firsthand for three years what the Lord has said and are preaching to the circumcised. So we see the letter talking about those budding moments at the beginning of the church where authority was being established and truth was being established. And friends, we can learn much from that dilemma. On one hand, we have Paul first preaching without consulting with the apostles and then finally coming to Jerusalem to consult with them, to tell them that he was preaching to the uncircumcised and the apostles agree. However, in the church of Antioch, we have a dilemma when Paul calls um, Peter, in the letter he calls him Cephas, because he's the rock, right? And that's the word for the rock. Peter is caving in to the idea that they had to be circumcised. So there's a face-to-face, -face, friends, that shows us the, important, the importance of ironing, sharpening, ironing, on our faith walk. The Lord uses Paul and Peter at the beginning of that time to arrive at the truth that the gospel was for everybody and that many times we have to leave behind some of the things that stop us from the truth of the gospel, which is that Jesus's cross and resurrection alone are going to be what justify us. So we've been walking all week through the book of Galatians and hearing some hard works, hard words from Paul, who even says stupid Galatians, you know, or confronts uh, Paul, uh, confronts Peter on hypocrisy of caving in and sitting to eat only with the Gentiles. So we also with the non-Gentiles, with the circumcised. The Gentiles that were circumcised, it's hard to keep all these words, Gentile, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised. Jesus is calling all of us, friends, is calling all of us and he's asking us to invite others and not to get caught in the dilemmas of the little things. Let unity reign. And for that, 
We have to face one another with the dilemmas that we see in order to allow the Holy Spirit to take root. Because the Holy Spirit, Paul says, is working on the circumcised and uncircumcised, on the Jew and on the Gentile. Is working on all of us. And friends, in the last little bit in my own life, I have seen how the Lord has been wanting to reach those around me that he loves much more than I love. And I've seen this at the university with my students. So many of you prayed with me last year for all the university students. We all have some students uh, because we are in that age group. Some of us have kids in school still, and we, we have some that are in college. And we are praying that the Holy Spirit guide them, that angels come to their aid. And I have seen Bible study start in the college where I teach. I have seen a student that is going to be in one of my thesis students and I will be guiding him and he's doing a monastery. Praise be God that he is on the move, friends. And he wants those around us that we've been praying for, all, all the prodigals that are coming home this year, all of those that our Heavenly Father wants them much more in his fold than you and I could ever want them. So let us praise our Father. Let us sharpen each other's um, understanding and let us strive for unity, friends. Well, that was a summary of the first few chapters of Galatians. In the response that we find for the accompanying readings relate to our joy in being given the message of salvation. Just like Paul says, you know, I had my ways that were within Judaism and now I have found the better way, the way of the Lord, because he encountered me on the road. The Psalms help us to acclaim God Almighty with the sense of joy in knowing that his everlasting ways have been revealed by his commandments and his statutes and that we can praise the Lord. So those are Psalm 111 and Psalm 139 where we heard a few days ago with the readings that com were completed with Job that the Lord knew us from our womb and he wonderfully knitted us there. He knew Paul in the womb of his mother and he wonderfully knitted it there. His mission that he would be the one to go and tell the Gentiles where all the apostles were going to be telling the Jews in Jerusalem and in that area. For you and me, brother and sister, the mission continues. This is a moment to ponder, look at all the ways in which the gospel of the good news had to travel. The lands, the times, the spaces to reach you and me today. All the hardship of other brothers and sisters, what they had to endure to get that message to come through the ages. 2,000 years later, it has expanded, but it hasn't reached everywhere. And it sometimes feels like we have to go like the apostles to other lands. But friends, we are invited right where we are in the midst of our homes, our families, our workplaces to take a step to be light for the world. When you hear the message, you have to take it to heart. 
that it is you who has to expand that boundary of what was given to you and share it with someone else. So make it a point today to share the good news, the good news, friends, in the middle of all the hardship and all the news we're hearing in when you turn any news channel in any avenue, whether it's a newspaper or a social media channel or a TV channel, so much of what we hear is not good news. Turn on the channel of good news by asking someone else to open up their Bible. Where are the accompanying gospel readings taking us as the church walks through the book of Galatians and we are asked to think about the statues of the Lord giving us everlasting life and being a covenant that he remembers forever. Well, we're walking through the book of Luke, the gospel of, of St. Luke, and we find Jesus approached by people who want to be instructed. So the first thing that I enjoy is to have that heart that wants to be instructed. And we have several stories. One is the man who approaches asking, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Friends, asking good questions is one of the most important things that we can learn in life because the quality of our life is going to be related to the quality of our questions. And what does Jesus do? He right away turns it around and says, what is written in the law? And the person that had approached knows the law really well and answers with the Shema, you know, love the Lord your God with everything you've got and your neighbor and Jesus then when we show that openness when we come to him with honest authentic questions takes us for a deeper dive and Jesus gives the parable of the Samaritan that is left on the side of the road and three people go by and the one that attends to him is the one that should be the least to do that the Samaritan himself is going to be the one who comes and attends to the man that is on the side of the road when two other people that by principles should have attended to the Samaritan man on the road don't. The Lord is telling us, be merciful, go and do it. So just as we have the possibility of telling someone about the Bible, sometimes our message is going to be through an act of love, through an act of mercy. And those are going to be lived moments of the Bible. This comes at a time when we celebrate the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. We have such great feasts of saints. And he is known to say to spread the gospel with words only if necessary. So friends, although sometimes we're going to be able to ask somebody to open the Bible, it is going to be most often through our actions, our acts of love and mercy, that someone else is going to encounter the living God. 
we continue hearing the apostles then asking Jesus to teach them how to pray and the Lord gives us the Our Father and we can make it a point to pray the Our Father daily and to see if there is an opportunity to pray it with someone else if you have young people around them do that pray the Our Father with them so we are seeing these opportunities to expand the kingdom to be very fruitful in very simple ways. We have then another story in the book of Luke that tells us if you receive a friend at night and he wakes you up because he needs a loaf of bread, maybe you're going to give it to him because you love him. Maybe you're going to give it to him because he insists. So friends, let us know, not grow weary of inviting others to the gospel, of inviting others to church, of, or inviting them into a Bible study, because it will be the persistence that at some point will make this a successful story of redemption that someone will understand, ha, huh, this friend keeps insisting, let's, let's go and see what this is all about. And then, finally, we have a story that is very bold about Jesus having driven a demon from the crowd and people accusing him. So some acts of mercy or some good deeds may not be understood by everybody and we may even receive some pushback on them. So we have to stay the course. Somebody says, by the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, Jesus drives them out. And Jesus gives us a set, a set of maxims. He says, every kingdom divided against itself cannot, cannot stand. It will be laid to waste. So what difference of approaches when the young man who knows the law and the statues approaches Jesus to go deeper. The Lord encounters him there and takes him for a deeper ride with the parable of the Samaritan. But when someone encounters Jesus with judgment and criticism, Jesus sets them into the path of truth. They're even accusing him of being demon-possessed himself. And Jesus says, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. By whom do you think that I drive them out? He asks them to question at a logical level. This shows us that our Lord is willing to beat us wherever we are. And the Lord also gives us instructions on what happens in the realm of darkness. One of the things that you will see in today's world is that people make up that the devil or the dark side doesn't exist. And that is one of the greatest techniques to give us a sense of confusion that takes away our power and authority in the Lord. So we have the power and authority given by Jesus to stand in our homes, our marriages, with our bodies, and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to cleanse every part of us in his holy name and anything that is dark 
to depart. So friends, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, thank you for approaching us. Thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you for your everlasting covenant. Thank you for allowing us to come to you with questions, with doubts, even with judgments. We ask that you will forgive us, Father, for our arrogance and our ignorance and our misguided steps, Father, where we do not act with the mercy that your Son instructs, to, instructs us to do. Open up our hearts that we may be worthy vessels only because you are within us, not for anything else, but the worthiness that comes from a saved villain that says, yes, yes, I will, I will go, Father. Give us the strength after our yes, Father, because you know we're weak to extend that invitation to the kingdom the way Paul did to the Galatians, to those that are around us, those that are close to us, to be able to step boldly and take the control that you've given us through the power and authority of Jesus' name to bring the kingdom of heaven to our very lives. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.